If your life is feeling a bit overwhelming or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling stressed, think of what you can delegate. And it doesn't have to be getting a cleaning person to clean your whole house. You can delegate little things. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Welcome to the Unlock Your Therapy podcast. This is session number 15. I cannot believe there's been 15 episodes of the podcast already. I'm just loving it still. I hope it lasts forever. Okay, so for today, it's a beautiful sunny day. I'm sitting in my home office. The sun is just streaming in through my window just warming my face. It's just gorgeous outside. It's been five days of rain and I was loving the rain. I was actually really enjoying just like the cold, rainy weather, being cozy on the couch with my pets and working from my laptop. I got so much done, just like head down, got a lot of computer stuff done, but I barely moved my body. (laughs) Like seriously, in those five days, I barely moved my body. I would just hunker down on the couch and do work, which was great and needed. But now that it's sunny, it's gorgeous outside. I didn't realize how much I missed it. And it's giving me energy. I cleaned my entire home office. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my reel I made of the time-lapse video of cleaning my home office. But my home office is my front door entryway. It's really like a sunroom type situation. And it's one of those awkward rooms that you don't know what to do with. Like, I didn't want to just give this whole room away to being a mud room when our house is an okay size. It's fine for us, but it's not big enough to just like give a room away to being like an entryway mud room. And it's a gorgeous room. It's probably my favorite room in the house besides our attic because there's seven windows in here. And then my front door has one of those storm doors. So I open that for sunlight too. So the whole room is just so bright and sunny. In the winter, I call it my snow globe because we just have so many windows in here and it's just so cool. You feel like you're outside. I love it. So anyway, it's my home office. I set it up super nice, but it becomes the catch-all room all the time. (laughs) So it just collects everything. And it's my fault too. Like when the kids come home, I just drop things off here. When I buy items in bulk, they just kind of stay in here until I disperse them around the house. It just catches everything. When I clean out my car, I throw everything from my car in here. Dan drops his stuff off in here. It's just, it was a disaster. And when I'm getting rid of stuff, I'm constantly trying to get rid of things in the house as I clean. And with babies and kids, you know that your kids grow out of Close so quickly. So, this is also just like a staging area of me getting rid of stuff. So, anyway, I finally cleaned it all out. It's gorgeous. 
I have to deal with my living room next because I kind of shifted everything that doesn't belong in here into the living room and I have to actually go put it all away to where it really lives and belongs. But that's my high for the week anyway. That segues beautifully into high and low of the week. (laughs) So for the episode, we're going to do high and low of the week. And that's just me being grateful for something that went well this week and just, you know, sharing something that didn't go as well and what my low was. Anxiety is always a hot topic. Today, we have a little bit of a controversial, tough love topic of making friends as an adult or dating as an adult. And I'm going to get into that. I've had some clients share about this and people just talking to me about this. And I just wanted to give my two cents on the topic because it's extremely common that people have this dilemma. After anxiety, we're going into skill of the week, which is a great one. I think this is so helpful for everybody. We're going to talk about delegating your life and everybody could do this. I don't care who you are or what your budget is. Everybody can do this. And I strongly believe should do this. If I had more money, I would delegate almost everything in my life to somebody else. But even if you are on a budget or there's free ways to delegate things in your life. And that's what we're going to talk about. Action item of the week is, of course, implementing that. And then I have some other ideas on how you can do that. So my high is cleaning my office. Also, my mom is coming to visit on Saturday. She's flying up from Myrtle Beach, and I'm so excited. Carson's going to be thrilled. The baby's going to be so happy. Me and Dan love when she comes to stay with us. And I just couldn't be more excited. And Carson, oh my gosh, he's just going to be ecstatic. He's just in love with my mom. I didn't have too much of a low this week, although I will say my low was probably just a general feeling I had over the weekend of feeling like I'm not in a season of fun in my life. And I love my life. I love my kids. I love my house. And we do fun things. But as you know, parents, when you have young kids, it's really hard. (laughs) Because even when you go out and do fun things, it's a circus, as me and Dan call it. You know, it's just a lot of work to pack up the kids, have everything you need, take care of them, entertain them. With little kids, you have to watch them every second so they don't get like run over by a car. It's just a lot. So even though it's fun and we have a great time, we do fun things with the kids all the time. We bring them fun places. It's just not a season of fun for me and Dan, I'll say. And even after work, we come home and it's like the nightly slog through the evening routine and the nighttime routine. And I mean, you know, if you know, you know, and even if you don't have kids, I'm sure you can imagine, right? Like it's just, you don't have time for yourself. And even though my kids are in daycare all day, which I'm so grateful for, I'm working during that time. And I think people forget that sometimes because I work from home and my businesses are flexible, but I really am like working the entire time I'm home. I'm barely even like cleaning the house because I'm working the whole time. So anyway, it's just an overall feeling. I really felt it this weekend. And yeah, I just feel like we're not in a season of fun but I'm trying to find ways that we can still have fun and do things. Maybe we need to get a babysitter for some date nights out. 
But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And there's pros and cons to every season of life. I'm not wishing this time away. I love the age my kids are at. They're really fun right now. Carson is in a fun stage. He's generally out of the terrible twos, early threes, um, you know, mischievous, rude behaviors. <laughs> and he's mostly very pleasant right now. And I'm really enjoying that. And Everett is, oh my gosh, she's eight months old next week. I can't believe it. And it's just such a fun time. He's so much more aware. He's sitting up, he's doing all kinds of stuff. So that's just a long answer to my high and low, but. <laughs> Moving on to anxiety. So for anxiety, the topic of making friends as an adult and dating comes up. It's basically how do you meet new people when you're not exposed to new people every day? Even people who go to a job every day in person, you know, you know everyone you work with, their coworkers, people are married or in relationships. You're not, you know, necessarily exposed to people you would actually want to date or even coworkers that would become real life friends. So how do you make those connections? And really, if this is something you're struggling with right now in life, I would encourage you to write down a list of ways you can, let's take making friends, right? Ways you can actually make friends in real life. So the options are there's apps for making friends as an adult. There's Facebook groups. If you're a mom, you'll know there's tons of Facebook groups for moms and moms, especially ones that are maternity leave or just had a baby, they're looking for friends. They're looking for people to hang out with who get it, who can relate, who don't mind stopping 10 times on a walk to give baby a bottle or change them and they can totally relate. So moms have that built-in network, I think, sometimes if you look for it on social media. There's also apps like Peanut, I think is one. There's ones you can make friends if you're not a mom. There's ones you can make friends if you're a mom. So that's always an option. And for dating too, that's an option. But what I hear from people is resistance to that, is, oh, I'm not doing that. Oh, it's gross. You just meet gross people. People are DMing you or messaging you inappropriate things, or you're going to find a serial killer on there. And I get all of that, but this is where your options come in. Make a list of what your actual options are. Because in this day and age, that's how most people find each other now is on dating apps or friendship apps or Facebook groups that are around a hobby and you can meet people that are local to you and get together or things you have in common and get together. The other way is in real life, right? So where can you meet people in real life? You can take a class where there'll be like-minded people around an interest or a hobby or an age group you belong to. For example, you could go to a book club in person, find a book club near you if you're really into reading, and that just exposes you to more people. And there's larger book clubs out there. There's ones online you can find and just go to. There's meetup.com. That's all around different hobbies. There's hiking groups, running clubs. You can go to a yoga studio. You can go to CrossFit, right? You can do all these different things, but I would encourage you to pick one and go to it every week, the same day and time, because that's when you're going to see the same people generally coming over and over again. And that's how you get to know people and talk to them and you get in a group dynamic and you feel part of the community. You feel like you belong. 
And even if you don't meet, meet someone that way, you'll just feel more connected to humans and part of something. And certain places have more of that feeling than others, right? Like if you go to Planet Fitness, right, that's just like you come and go. There's not, there's, they don't have classes. There's no community feeling. But if you go to like a smaller spin studio, those people are really into it and they come the same days and times. And if you have the same instructor, you'll get to know people. You'll get to feel like you're part of that same class at 7 p.m. or whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be around fitness, right? Book clubs or different hobbies or something you could think of. It could be something more unique than that. But putting yourself out there in person could be going to a certain coffee shop at the same day and time. Dan works um, remotely, but he has to go to a public place to work because he's a New York City school teacher. So anyway, he goes to Panera and he goes every single day to the same Panera, well, most days to the same Panera. And I was asking him, you know, do you find that there's the same people there every morning? He's like, oh yeah, I got the whole like routine down now. I can tell who comes in and gets coffee and breakfast and leaves or who comes in and like camps out for the day to do their work or who um, comes in after school or like he just like feels, he said he feels like a town. <laughs> like it just feels like its own, has its own life to it, its own rhythm. And you get to know people that way. So those are different options. So if you're struggling with making friends or dating, make a list of what are your options and then look at those options and think, what am I willing to do? Because people will poo-poo dating apps or this or that, or I'm not making friends, or I'm not going to go randomly hang out with a group I've never been to before. They've all been meeting. But you'd be surprised. A lot of people are going for the first time to these things. So I want you to really think of what are you willing to do and do something. Because I hear a lot of people complaining, right? A lot of people complaining, I don't have friends. I don't have a partner. I haven't been in a relationship for a long time, right? On and on and on. And I get that. And it's totally fine to vent and share how you're feeling. But at a certain point, you have to do something. If you don't want to change it, that's okay. Like if it's too uncomfortable, like, oh, I, I'm too uncomfortable putting myself out there right now. I'm not willing to do that yet. That's fine. It has to get more painful before you're willing to go through the discomfort of doing something different and putting yourself out there, right? The pain of doing something has to be less than the pain of staying miserable in the situation you're in. And that rigid thinking, right? Of, oh, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing those dating apps. I'm not doing these friendship groups or whatever. Try to open that up a little more because you can say, oh, it didn't work for me in the past. Okay, well, this is now and it's different. And you could try different ones, right? There's countless apps and technology and groups and sites and whatever, countless ways to creatively meet people. There's also just like singles events and hiking groups for single people and all kinds of creative things. There's cruises and they have like a singles club and they actually have cabins that are less money that just are for one single person. And there's an area of the cruise ship that's just for single people. So you can go on a cruise by yourself. It's meant for people going on cruises by themselves. And then they have meetups each day on the cruise ship because they know these people are here alone and they don't want you to feel lonely and they want you to be part of it and they create this community. So, I mean, get creative. Do something like that you wouldn't think of and just do something different. Put yourself out there. What's the worst that's going to happen? You meet someone and they're weird and like, okay, no problem. I'm not going back there again or I'm not going to talk to this person again. You know, as long as you're safe and meeting in public places and 
not putting yourself in a weird, dangerous situation, there's really no downside to trying. The best that will happen is you make a new friend or you find a relationship. So anyway, that's my soapbox for the week because I've been hearing a lot about that from lots of different people. And that's my two cents on it. And myself included, I'm not in a place where I feel like I need new friends. I feel like I have great friends and I'm able to connect with them and see them. I'd like to do that more. And another option too is think of acquaintances you have or people you had in your past that were friends, acquaintances in your past, old coworkers, whoever it is that you think, oh, that person could be a friend and reach out to them and reconnect. Like they're not going to think you're weird. They're going to be like, oh, that's really nice, right? If someone reached out to you, it'd be like, oh, that's nice. They thought of me. Oh, they want to like go out to dinner or get coffee. That's so nice. So try not to be so self-conscious about it and rethink other connections you had and which ones maybe could blossom into a real friendship or a relationship. I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for? I'm gonna teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies, that's gonna bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're gonna use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm gonna teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's gonna bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're gonna get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. So next up is skill of the week. Skill of the week is delegate. I'm huge on delegating. If your life is feeling a bit overwhelming or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling stressed, think of what you can delegate. And it doesn't have to be getting a cleaning person to clean your whole house, although that is a wonderful use of delegation, let me tell you. I don't have a cleaning person now because it's too expensive for, you know, where I'm at with business things and expenses I have. But when I was in a different place, I did have a cleaning person every once in a while and it was so great. It saved me like a whole day of me cleaning my whole house. And what was great was my whole house was clean at the same time (laughs) instead of like, oh, my bathroom and kitchen are clean. Oh, not my bedroom. My bedroom's a mess. Everything was just clean at the same time. It was so nice. Anyway, besides cleaning, you can delegate little things, such as getting your groceries delivered. I get our groceries delivered through Amazon, Whole Foods Marketplace. I know that's not available everywhere, but plenty of stores will deliver groceries, like Target, I think, delivers. Stop and Shop, you can go. They deliver, but it's a fee. But for free, you can go pick it up. So that's another option is 
ordering something, including groceries at Target, Stop and Shop, any of these places, Walmart, wherever it is you shop, most places have order online groceries and you pull your car up or you go into the store to get your items. But most of them will come to your car, which is really convenient if you have kids. (laughs) And they'll bring you everything to your car and there's no fee. Like maybe you give them a tip or something to be nice, but there's no fee to that. It's free. And in fact, at Target, you get a better deal or a discount or a better price if you do pick up today or pick up by car, pick up in the store. So there's usually a benefit to it and you save money doing it. So it's not a cost. So you can delegate in that way. Just think of how long it takes you to grocery shop and how much of your day you're spending doing that. And also, I find when I have my groceries delivered... There is a fee. There's a $10 fee for me to have them delivered. And then I give a tip as well. So there is a cost for me doing it, but I'll order a lot. Like I'll order bulk stuff when I get it delivered. I don't do it every week, but when I do, I get a lot of stuff. And I find that I'm able to take my time and go through the website and there's sales. I can look at what's on sale that week. I can really browse the site well and see all the pricing. And it's not me walking around the store with like impulse stuff. Like, oh, pumpkin coffee. I'm going to buy this. Even though I have regular coffee at home, I don't need that, right? (laughs) So you're less prone to overspending in that way. So maybe you're spending a little bit on delivery, but you're saving money by not walking around being impulsive, right? Or being hungry and buying extra stuff you don't really want to have in your house. So think of it that way. And think of the time, right? How much money that is per hour of you shopping. Right. Maybe I spend $20 getting my groceries delivered, but that saves me like three hours of my day. Cause by the time I drive to Whole Foods, which is 20 minutes away, if there's traffic, then I walk around for an hour plus in the store, bring it all to my car. Now I got to bring it inside to my kitchen, not load it all. It's time consuming, you know, driving there and back. So really think of what can you delegate in your life and also not even outside things, but things in your house. For example, if you're the one who always does the laundry, maybe you can ask someone else in your house to be the one to put it in the dryer, right? Because I know with anxiety, right, you might be worried someone's going to mess up the laundry, (laughs) do it wrong. But if all they have to do is move it into the dryer, like if it's just towels or something you don't have to worry about, you can delegate that. You can delegate that to an older child, a teenager, a significant other, a family member, And just say, hey, can you be the one every night to put whatever's in the wash into the dryer, put it on low, you know, whatever, make it very clear for them on how to do it. And if your dryer is like mine, it just has the same settings. When I turn it on, it's the settings I used last time. So that's helpful because I'll be like, don't touch anything, just hit play, just hit start. (laughs) So think of things you can delegate. This requires letting go of some control and trying to outsource a little bit of what you can, and that will help you a lot. So whatever you think of in your life, think of something you can delegate, whether that's getting someone to bring you groceries, someone to clean your house, even something small like having your car cleaned, right? I'm going to take my car is disgusting. (laughs) I just cleaned it out, but I didn't clean, clean it. I just like took all the excess stuff out, like garbage and whatever's in there. It's so gross. Like in the backseat on the floor from Carson dropping like little snacks and stuff or spilling water, the floor has like mold on it. I was looking at it today and I was like, is that mold? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's mold growing on the floor from like snacks being there and water combining to make mold on the floor of my car. (laughs) So I'm not cleaning that. I'm going to bring it to the car wash, please. And I'm going to have the interior deep cleaned 
and the outside cleaned and everything cleaned. And that's going to cost a little bit of money, but that's worth it to me. So I don't have to break my back and do that, right? It's also like a physical toll it takes on you. If I'm going to bend over and be scrubbing and vacuuming and doing all that to my own car, that's going to be exhausting. And I'm not going to have energy to do something else later on. I'm not going to have the energy to come into my house and clean something I need to clean in here or to sit down and do the work I need to do or fold the laundry or go pick up the kids or bring cars into the park, right? It's going to take away my energy from something else I'd rather do that day. So really think of what's the cost, like the opportunity cost here and try to get yourself to delegate something, something small, a car wash. I don't get your nails done, right? That's delegating. That, that's $10 for just a basic manicure. <laughs> you know, just try to think of little things you can delegate that will help you. Lean on other people for support. Ask for help. You get the idea. But I really want you to think of something. So for action item of the week, delegate something. <laughs> that's it. Really think about it because it's so important. Like we think we have to do everything and we think like everything's on our plate and our shoulders, but sometimes we're just a martyr, you know, and we're complaining. We're so busy in this and that where it's like, get someone else to help you out, right? Like you don't need to be the one to cut the lawn. You could pay someone 50 bucks to cut your lawn for you. Yes, it's money, but it's time well spent, energy well spent. It takes something off your plate. So just think of little things to do like that. I find it so helpful. I love delegating. I would delegate more things if I could right now, <laughs> but I can't do too much, but I really do delegate whenever possible. I think through my day, is this making me money? No, it's costing me money. Okay. But it's making me money in that I can focus on work instead of doing this task, or I can focus on my kids and enjoying my time with them instead of doing this task. So whatever that looks like for you, it could be something small. It could even just be having like a handyman come over and fix a few things so things function better, have them hang up some curtain rods or shelves or whatever it is you've been putting off that would just like make you feel good or make your space function better. Only you know what these things are for you, but really think about it. It's magical and really helpful and it doesn't have to even cost anything. So I hope this is helpful. Oh, before I go... I am doing a pre-sale right now of my anxiety relief course. The anxiety relief course is my step-by-step clear guide that's going to bring you from anxious to relieved. It's going to launch in November. It's going to have beautifully done videos, a workbook, PDFs. It's going to be all on the platform Teachable. So there's an app. You can listen to it like a podcast or you can watch all my videos go through the workbook that will guide you through the steps and the exercises that are going to help you get relief from your anxiety. It's everything I know helps with anxiety from therapy, research proven strategies that help with anxiety and help the treatment of anxiety. And as well as the process and perspective I've used and adapted to get relief from my own anxiety. It's not therapy. This is a coaching program a coaching course to coach you to relief of anxiety. I'm not functioning as a therapist in this role. I'm an anxiety coach in this role. However, I know it will be so helpful and life-changing for people with anxiety. With that being said, it launches in November. Right now, I'm doing a pre-sale. So I'm taking 10 students on so that you can give me some feedback while I create the course. So I'm actively creating all the content right now. But what I want is I want to email people 
four simple questions once a week. Like on Monday morning, I'm going to send some questions just saying, would you prefer this in the course or this? Do you like this idea or that idea? Do you want this topic or that topic? And they're really just simple, quick responses. It'll take you like two minutes to respond to me. And that is so helpful at creating the right content that my audience really wants and will benefit from. So in exchange, I'm giving those first 10 students that pre-order the course 50% off. Now it closes Friday, which is tomorrow. And this episode launches on Tuesday. But for my podcast audience, since you're not hearing this until Tuesday, I'm going to extend it for the podcast audience. So if you're interested, I want you to email me. Email me directly, lindsay at unlockyourtherapy.com. Send me a personal direct email. Just put in the subject line, like your anxiety course, and I will send you the link to purchase if I haven't had 10 people sign up already. And you can also find it on my Instagram. So if you go to at unlockyourtherapy, click the link in my bio. That's my link tree with everything that I offer. And on the top, I'm going to leave it up there. It says first 10 and it should say 50% off anxiety relief course. And that will allow you to purchase it and pre-order it and get into the 50% off discount group. And I also have a payment plan. So it's two small payments. I broke it up like that. So just make it even more affordable. And it launches in November. It's going to be full price when I launch in November. You'll get access to the full course, all the bonuses I'm going to launch, and it's lifetime access. So anytime I update it, I add new materials, I add new videos, I revamp it, re-record it. You will always have access to all the updates, all the new information you'll get, all the bonuses you will get. And this is going to be my signature anxiety course. It's going to be my one main course that I'm offering in my business. So get in now because this is going to absolutely be the lowest it ever will be since it's brand new. This is a beta program of the 50% off and getting the discount to help me out. So take advantage of it and I can't wait to see you there. Bye.